0: Yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Jens Coaching, back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, we're going over the number one fat loss plan for you gentlemen out there, the plan that's going to get you the best results in the shortest amount of time. But before we begin, gents, if you can please smash that five-star review button if you haven't already. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, men. So go ahead, smash that five-star review button if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this. And at the end of this episode, share it with two friends. All right, so what is the number one fat loss plan for men? Well, it Is a three-pillar system. There's three parts to it. And you need to make sure you are dialing in on each pillar if you want to get the best results. But why is this such an important topic? It's an important topic because men nowadays are just too fat, okay? To put it simply, men nowadays are too fat. And being fat, being too fat is not healthy. Despite what you've been seeing in the media with the body positivity movement and everybody saying there's health at every size, that is wrong. Those people are lying to you. Uh, they're blatantly lying, okay? The research does not prove any of that. It actually proves the complete and total opposite. If you are very overweight and obese, you are have a greater risk for a lot of metabolic diseases and a shitty life. Uh, so those people who are promoting being fat and calling it healthy are actually just trying to kill you faster. So don't listen to anybody promoting being fat or eating a ton of junk food at one serving, like gorging themselves and saying it's okay as long as I'm uh, happy with myself. uh, Because they're not telling you the truth. They're being false. They're being deceptive. They're trying to get sponsors uh, and make a lot of money off of you listening to them and watching them being disgusting fat slobs. And that's just the truth. Now, if you are fat, uh, too fat and obese, I have good news for you. You can Lose that weight, you can reverse some of these metabolic diseases, and you can get to a position in life that you are happier in. And if you don't give a crap at all, and you like being, you know, uh, fat and super obese, uh, and you don't mind having some comorbidities and metabolic diseases, then be my guest, man. Like that's that's fine. Like I know, I actually know a handful of people who don't give a shit. That they're obese. They love what they're doing in life. Uh, They feel okay. They're using medications to keep them at baseline. And they don't give a shit. And honestly, um, if that's their prerogative, of course, I'm always going to, because I'm the fitness guy and and the the health guy and the weight loss guy and all that. Obviously, I'm going to always make jabs at them because I love these people. These people that I know. um, And I want the best for them. But it doesn't change how I view them. They're still amazing people. And they still uh, bring value to my life. Uh, But at the end of the day, being extremely fat and overweight and obese is not healthy, and we need to address it because I believe the statistics now is two and three adult men are now overweight or obese. Um, I might have to go back and check that, but it's in that area, and that's insanity, okay? That is absolute insanity, and it's starting to spread through society in other ways that we don't really take recognition of, and what I mean is, is uh, this promotion of obesity without actually promoting obesity, things such as taking physical activity out of the school day. Like, some schools don't even have gym class anymore. How crazy is that? How insane is that, right? It's nuts. Um, I also don't see kids outside riding their bikes as much anymore, or playing ball, or just messing around in the evening, playing manhunt like we used to. All these kids are inside on their phones, on their computers, on the TV, on the video games. Uh, So it's starting at a young age. And then, you know, these kids have these bad habits and then, you know, not just bad lifestyle habits, but they develop bad eating habits and then they get overweight. And it's it's just this vicious cycle that's going to destroy our country because if we are, if everybody is fat, and obese and relying on medications and weak and physically can't support themselves or sustain themselves for long periods of time and they're inactive and they don't have any ability to perform tasks you know that compromises our country and uh you know that's a little deep i know but it's some serious shit that's going on so uh, i have a i feel like i have a duty now being a personal trainer helping people lose weight for over a decade now to just provide as much information for you guys as possible to get you to become at least a physically uh, fit human being. You know, you don't have to be ripped and shredded, but you can you can still be physically fit and healthy while holding a little bit of extra body fat. You know, so many people walk around with a little bit of extra body fat. A little bit of extra body fat not a big deal. It's actually for the most part, very healthy for you. Uh, Being completely and totally shredded to the gills is not actually, you know, a picture of health in most cases. Most of those people have hormonal disruptions. uh, They have higher stress levels. They lack sleep. They don't recover well. uh, They lack performance. Their libido drops. So both ends of the spectrum are not great. Being extremely thin or shredded and ripped is not super healthy. And being Uh, extremely fat and overweight and obese is also not healthy. Anywhere in the middle uh, tends to be the best, and that's where I want to strive to get you guys because you're going to live your best life and you're going to give the people around you and society the best version of yourself, which is just going to bring everybody up at the same time. So with that being said, okay, the fat loss plan that has worked best for all my male clients across the board for over a decade, we're talking, I've done over 30,000 hours of personal training, guys. So this information is is time-tested and proven to fucking work. So listen to it and then use it, all right? So number one is going to be nutrition, okay? I know that stinks for some of you because you don't like hearing that, but across the board, one of the most important things when it comes to your nutrition, the most important thing, I should say, is your nutrition, okay, when it comes to your phallus is your nutrition. So you got to start dialing in on that, okay, and we can start with the basics, all right, but I have this little game I play with new clients who are trying to lose weight. When someone comes in to see me, and they're like, all right, I want to lose weight, and I'm like, okay, well, let's start with the basics. I'll tell them, name me unhealthy foods that can potentially make you fat, and everybody gets it right. Everybody says, oh, fast food. I'm like, yep, they're like, hmm, junk food like chips and cookies and Cheetos. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's also a food I would lump in there. And they're like, well, sodas, right? Sodas and, and Gatorades and, and fruit juices, right? Like uh, all these drinks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're drinking six sodas a day. That's going to cause a little bit of problems, right? And uh, they're like, hmm, what else? Fried foods? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, ice cream, pizza, pasta? I'm like, yeah, to an extent, all these foods make it easier for you to gain weight. And then I'll say, okay, you know what the junk foods are, the foods that are making you overweight. How about you name some healthy foods? And across the board, people get it right every time. They're like, oh, fruits and vegetables, chicken, eggs. I'm like, yeah. They're like, water? I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. And so people know generally what is not good for Weight loss and what is good for weight loss. But just because we know something doesn't mean we know how to use it. Doesn't mean we know how to implement it. Doesn't mean we know what to do, right? Just because we have information. So my job is to give you guys simple information so you can go ahead and use it and get results. So what you're going to do in the beginning is download an app called Fat Secret. Fat, F-A-T, Secret. Okay, it's a free Calorie tracking app. You can scan all your food. You can search all your food. You can make up your own meals, whatever the case may be, and what I want you to do is I want you to track all your food for two weeks. You're not going to try and hit a calorie goal. You're not going to try and hit any other goal. You're just going to track your food, and at the end of the week, you're going to see what your daily average is for calories, and you're going to track everything. If you have a soda, you're going to track the soda. If you have an alcoholic beverage, you're going to put in the alcoholic beverage, right? Right? Uh, So this way, we can get an idea of how many calories you're eating on a daily basis because it'll give you a better idea of how much food you actually fucking eat because most people, they think they don't eat a lot, but they're picking foods that are very high in calories. And so although maybe the food quantity may be low, the amount of calories in those foods is usually very high, and that's where people gain a lot of weight. So it's very important to become accountable of your nutrition So the best way to do that is by tracking it. So you can download that app, Fat Secret. You can start tracking all your food and get a daily average. And then if your daily average is 2,400 calories a day, you can go ahead and cut that down to 2,100 calories a day for the next two weeks and see if you lose a little bit of weight and you continue that journey. And then once you lose a little bit of weight and you start feeling a little bit better and you start to get the hang of tracking food... Then you can go ahead and mess around with your macronutrients like how many protein you get a day, how much carbohydrates you're taking in a day, how much fats you're taking in a day, so on and so forth. But that's not really what I want you to worry about for the first two weeks. For the first two weeks, I just want you to track your food, whatever it is, okay? Don't listen to the app. The app is going to tell you to stay at a certain amount of calories. It can give you a bunch of goals and all that shit. Don't even listen to it. Just track your food. Disregard everything else except tracking everything that you eat and drink for the next two weeks and see what your daily calorie average is. Um, and then make an adjustment from there. If you do not want to track your food on an app, I'm a huge fan of using a paper and a pen, okay? Write down everything that you eat for two weeks straight on a piece of paper with a pen. Leave it where you eat. Like, if you always eat at the same spot at your kitchen table, leave the piece of paper there, and before you take a bite of your meal, write down what you're eating, slide the paper away, and enjoy the meal. Do that for two weeks so you can start to see a pattern. It will give you a pattern, right? Most people, probably you listening to this, have no idea what you actually eat. You have no consistency, no accountability, no responsibility for your food, especially men. I find that men do not have a lot of responsibility over their food because their entire duration of their life, they've never been in charge of it, right? So as a baby, mom feeds you. Then as you're growing up as a toddler, mom feeds you. Then you might as an adolescent, you might get some uh, you know, uh, meals from school uh, and then your parents are still cooking food for you then you you know you get out of high school you go to college and you you know you have the college meal plan so the chef uh, you know the the cafeteria is providing you food and when there's no food there you're ordering food in so somebody else is cooking it for you then you graduate you might get a girlfriend or a wife now they're the ones that are cooking you food and and they're doing all the food shopping and you might get all the way into your 50s until the day you die and never really have to food shop or cook a meal for yourself because that's just the way um that the path of men is, but what I want you to understand is, you should be taking responsibility and control of your food if you want to get some serious, reach some serious goals in terms of fat loss and body composition. So that means you might have to start going food shopping. That means that you might have to start cooking foods. Actually, it doesn't mean you might; it means you will, and you should take pride in that because as a man, you should take pride in providing for yourself and for others. You know, I am not a fan, and I say this to a lot of my my uh, clients. I'm not a fan of being reliant on other people. I don't want to have to rely on anybody for anything ever, okay? Because then I know I'm good. I got myself. No matter what happens, I got myself. I'm going to survive. I'm going to do my thing and I'm still going to succeed. That does not mean I don't accept help when I need help. It just means if that help is not there, I can still get my way through things because I have built myself to be a self-relying human being. And I think everybody should strive for that physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And then when there's help that is offered to you, you can choose to accept it because it will make your life easier and you might learn something or two. But in general, when it comes to food, I am a fan of being self reliant in terms of food. You do the food shopping, you do the cooking, you be responsible. That way, there's no excuse as to why you're not getting results. Because if somebody else is in control of the food shopping and the cooking, they're going to be the ones that are responsible for your results, technically, right, so you have that excuse, like, oh, well, they're doing the wrong food shopping, they're not cooking right, you, I've heard all these excuses before from men, like, my wife, she just, she just always buys this shit, and I'm like, you do the food shopping, and you don't buy it, and they're like, well, she always cooks with butter and creams, I'm like, if you do the cooking, there will be no butters and creams, right, so that's just how I view that in general, but, um, if we're going to go even more basic than tracking your food on an app or writing it down on paper, which is not hard and you should do, if you're not there yet, okay, I want you to start even more basic. I call it the swap tactic. Okay, so what is that? Well, it's literally what it says in the name. You are swapping foods for other foods, okay? So if you wake up in the morning and your normal breakfast is... um A bagel and an orange juice. Okay. Instead, you're going to do a Greek yogurt and a water. Okay. If your lunch is normally fried chicken, uh, fried chicken sandwich from Wendy's, you're going to go get 20 grilled chicken nuggets from Chick fil A. Okay. If you're Normally snacking on a candy bar from a vending machine in the office, you're going to bring a protein bar and eat the protein bar. If you're normally getting a milkshake after work at Wawa, you're going to ditch the milkshake for a protein shake. If you're normally doing things like using oils uh, on your salads or food or or your wife is cooking or you're cooking with a lot of olive oil, you're going to switch to an olive oil spray. If you normally eat a lot of potato chips, you're going to switch to fresh vegetables. If you're normally eating a lot of candy, you can switch to fruit. If you're normally drinking a lot of soda, you can switch to diet soda. We're literally swapping junk foods for better options. And just by doing this, you'll start to lose weight. And if you do it often enough, eventually you won't be picking the junk food anymore. You will automatically pick the better food because you've swapped it so many times, it becomes automatic. It's a very simple... But it's one of the most powerful tactics that any human being can use to take control of their nutrition. So I strongly encourage you to begin doing that right now, ASAP. And um, that's really it for nutrition, guys. You want to really move away from not having control and start to gain more control. So doing more food shopping, doing more cooking yourself, making better choices while you're out to eat, uh, sticking to more whole food sources... You know, lean meats, lean beefs, fish, vegetables, fruits, rice, potatoes, these foods are going to be beneficial for you. Greek yogurts, eggs, whey protein, these are foods that are higher in protein, lower in calories, higher in nutrients, keep you fuller longer. They're going to have you performing better in the gym, so on and so forth, and you want to stay away from the junk foods, the fast foods, the prepackaged foods, the pastries, the cookies, the donuts, the chips, the pretzels, the Cheetos, um, the, the donuts at Dunkin' Donuts, the latte coffees that are basically just milkshakes with a little bit of coffee in them. Stay away from that stuff and start making some switches. Instead of sodas and juices and Gatorades, you're drinking water, flavored water, seltzer, um... And you want to make sure you're consistent with this. Okay, guys, nutrition is the number one most important thing when it comes to fat loss because if you're consuming too many calories, you will not lose weight. You need to be consuming less calories every day than you're burning for an extended period of time to have some sustainable, serious fat loss. All right, that's pillar number one. Pillar number two is going to be strength training, okay? You have to lift weights as a man. And if you're not lifting weights, you have to do some form of strength training, whether it's calisthenic training just using your body or functional training with sandbags and kettlebells and sleds and kegs and all this stuff, or just sport in general, gymnastics and uh, some type of uh, athletic sport. You got to be putting in some effort and trying to maintain some type of muscle mass, and we do that through strenuous, intense Activity on the muscles, and the best, safest, most efficient form of doing that is through weightlifting. The reason it's so important, guys, is not because you're going to burn a lot of calories while you're in the gym lifting weights. You're going to burn some, you know, and if you're bigger, you're probably going to burn even more, right? So if you're obese right now and you go do an hour weightlifting, uh, let's say you're doing, you know, 35 minutes of actual activity during that session, minus the resting and the socializing, whatever the case may be, in the gym. Uh, You'll probably burn like 250 to 350 calories. If you're super obese, you might burn more. If you're a leaner person, um, you know, who's just carrying a little bit of a belly right now, you're probably going to burn a little bit less. And so, and it also comes down to the intensity of your work, you know, the temperature in the gym, things like that. So we're not in the gym lifting weights to burn calories. Although it's an added benefit, we burn a couple hundred. We're not there for that reason. We're there for the sole reason that we're trying to build and maintain lean muscle, It's so freaking important because muscle does so many amazing things for you, okay? The more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you will burn every single day sitting down at your desk doing fuck all, doing nothing. The reason being is because muscle is a living tissue and it takes energy to stay alive. So if you have a lot of muscle, your muscles require a lot of energy to stay alive, meaning they also burn a lot of energy. So every pound of muscle is estimated to burn between 30 and 50 extra calories a day. So if you put on 10 pounds of muscle, say you've never lifted weights before, you stick to it for 18 months, and in that 18 months, you put on 10 pounds of lean muscle. So for the next Every year of your life, as long as you maintain relatively that muscle mass, you're going to burn an extra 500 calories a day. How crazy is that? It's freaking awesome. But let's say you let's say you only gained five pounds of muscle, which is still fantastic. You're going to burn up to 250 extra calories a day just by doing nothing. So it literally, just having more muscle makes you more metabolically active, meaning you're going to burn more calories throughout the day. And it helps in fat loss. It helps in the fat loss process because some of the calories you're going to be eating are just going to be burned off because you're just a freaking metabolic machine, right? So that's one benefit of muscle mass. But the other benefit of having more muscle is that muscle stores nutrients. So if you consume a boatload of carbohydrates and you're someone who has a lot more muscle, a lot of those carbohydrates are going to get stored in the muscle tissue. And they're not going to get sent to the liver and transformed into fatty acids. If you don't have a lot of muscle, okay, Your body's going to shuttle carbohydrates into the muscle you have, but since you don't have a lot, all of the carbohydrates aren't going to get to the muscle. Some of them are going to get back to the bloodstream, sent to the liver, transformed into fatty acids and stored as body fat. You do that for 10 years without gaining muscle, and you just keep getting fatter and fatter and fatter, okay? So muscle, not only does it burn energy, okay, it stores potential energy in the form of carbohydrates, which prevents those carbohydrates from getting turned into body fat. Very, very important. And lastly, the reason we want to lift some weights is is for the physical composition, okay? It has an insane amount of mental health benefits as well. But the last reason we want to build muscle for the physical reasons is because when we do lose fat, when we do lose body fat, if we have more muscle, if we have uh, muscle mass from lifting weights, we're gonna look better, right? So we're gonna lose the body fat, and then because we've been lifting weights for 18 months, we put in the hard work, we're gonna look so much better. We're gonna have a body to show for it. Okay, so that's pillar number two is strength training, lifting weights. I would get in the weight room. um, You know, I would strive for two to four days a week. Uh, If you're a beginner, you know, you could do three full body days or even two full body days for the first three months and then add a day and then, you know, have set some goals for yourself so you can see some consistency and, and stay motivated. But in general, anything is better than nothing. So it doesn't matter if you have the perfect plan or not, just get started today. And lastly, The third pillar for fat loss is activity, okay? In today's society, we are so damn lazy. It hurts my heart, okay, to see people out there telling you guys to not do cardio to lose weight. That you don't have to do cardio to lose weight. That if you do cardio, you're going to burn all your muscle mass. That cardio is the devil. You should never do cardio. It's pointless. It's just going to make you look skinny fat. The people... Who are telling you this are just trying to make a buck off their program which is probably a shitty program because it doesn't have any form of cardio in it and sometimes people will even sell you that shit, and they'll have cardio in it and it'll catch you off guard because they know deep down that cardio is the number one form of exercise to actually burn body fat If you were listening before, I said we're not in the gym lifting weights to burn calories because that's not what we want to do there. We want to build muscle while we're lifting weights. We want to do cardio on the days we're not lifting weights because it is the number one exercise for fat loss. Nothing even compares. But what is the best form of cardio? Okay, There's so many things out there, and people immediately think when you say the word cardio – or aerobic exercise, they think of running. right? They think of running long distances. They think of biking long distances. And in reality, although those are great forms of cardio, most people can't do it off the bat because they're so obese and out of shape and overweight that trying to run is the most miserable thing in the world. And honestly, for most people in that population who are very fat and obese, it's probably really bad on the body well it is really harsh on the body so it's it's better to not run um when you're super obese and and having those high impact uh exercises like even those high intensity exercise classes with all the jumping around and jumping jacks and burpees and all that stuff you're just too obese for that right now it's going to be too much stress on the joints you're going to get destroyed worn down so what is the best exercise aerobic exercise to burn fat Okay, I'm telling you guys, cardio is the best way to do it, but it just told you not to do running. I'm telling you not to jump around. Well, the best form is walking, literally just walking. And the heavier you are, the more powerful walking is for you because the more calories you're going to burn on every single walk you go on. Okay, the heavier you are. The more calories you burn when you're exercising or moving in general because your body has to carry around more weight, which means it has to pump oxygen and blood throughout the body at a faster rate because those muscles are supporting so much more weight than a lighter person. And walking is the lowest barrier to entry exercise. It's the lowest impact on the body. It can be done anywhere, anytime. All you need is two pairs, of sh- uh, a pair of shoes uh, and two legs, and you can get out on the street and start walking, okay? Okay. So, I encourage you to get 30 minutes a day, at least five days a week, or an hour a day, three days a week, or seven days a week, 20 minutes a day. That's at minimum. And then you want to increase it from there. And you can manipulate your walking in many different ways. You can try and walk faster. You can find a spot where there's hills. You could take less rest. You should track all your walks. You can download an app called Map My Walk, it's by Under Armour. Map My Walk. And you can track all your walks, you can track progress, how far you've gone, how many miles you did in a week, how many miles you did in a month. Is your speed getting faster? How many hills have you climbed? So on and so forth. It's cool to track. Uh, But the reason we want to walk is because the average person burns between 100 and 200 calories every single mile they walk. And if you're obese, you're probably burning upwards of 300 calories every single mile that you walk. Let's say you are very obese and overweight, and it takes you 22 minutes to walk one mile. Okay, 22 minutes to walk one mile, you walk for 44 minutes a day, that's two miles. Let's say you burned 300 calories a mile, that's 600 calories a day. If you did that seven days a week, guys, because this is is why walking is so powerful, because you can burn, you could do it every day. So you could be burning energy every day because it's not going to take a toll on your body. You're not going to get super sore from it. You're not going to get worn down from it. So if you were to burn 300 calories a mile and you did two miles a day for seven days a week, you're going to burn 4,200 calories a week, okay? There is 3,500 calories to one pound of fat or one pound of energy that you hold on your body, 3,500 calories. If you're obese and you're heavy and you're carrying around a lot of weight and you're walking at a brisk pace and you burn 300 calories a mile and you walk two miles a day for seven days, that means every week you are burning more than one pound of energy. You're burning more than one pound of fat. If you pair that with a diet that is in lower calories because you're ditching the junk food and higher in protein because you're swapping crappy foods for better foods, which are higher in protein, and you're lifting weights, two to four days a week, you're going to be in what we call a calorie deficit. Meaning at the end of the week, you have burned more calories than you have eaten. And in that case, you will lose the weight. Okay, And that's how this process works. And the number one way to put yourself in a calorie deficit is by pairing a lot of walking with a dialed-in nutrition plan. And then we lift weights to maintain and build muscle mass so that we have extra calorie burning process during the day uh, with our muscle mass and during those sessions. And also when we lose the fat, we're going to look great. And that is the three pillar fat loss plan for men that works every single time when it is followed consistently. Now results don't come in a linear process. So you don't, you know, just lose weight perfectly every week, right? You're not going to drop two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds, two pounds. Normally what happens is in the beginning when you make these big changes and a lot of people do good with ripping the bandaid off, they throw everything out in their house. They go food shopping They buy the right foods. Uh, they start cooking the foods right away. They do good with that. Most people I find do better with cold Turkey to completely change their life than slow changes. Although, I do start a lot of people with slow changes if they're in the middle ground. They've already lost 20 pounds on their self. They have another 60 pounds to lose, but they kind of hit a plateau. That's why they're coming to me. Then I'll see what they're doing already because they've probably already made drastic changes and I'm not really sure where they're at. So I'll make small changes to see what works and what doesn't, to see what they've done and what they haven't. But in general, when people are making these big food changes, Um, they might see a big drop in weight in the beginning. They might lose six pounds in week one. They might lose four pounds week two. Uh, but things might, or I shouldn't say might things always go up and down in weight loss. Okay. So you might lose a bunch in the beginning. Then you might start to slow up. Then you might hit a plateau. Then you might lose a little bit more, but then you might gain weight back. Then you might hit a plateau at that weight that you gained back but then you make a big drop again then there's times where it's more consistent you're dropping a pound a week for six weeks uh, and then all of a sudden you stall out then you're gaining a half a pound a week for three weeks but then you go back down that's kind of how weight loss works at the end of the day what we want to see is we want to see in the left hand corner uh, we want to see a higher number and at the bottom right corner of a sheet of paper we want to see a lower number and everything in between We don't really care about too much because we're going to be making adjustments the entire time. And let's say that the entire duration is 18 months total or 12 months total. If you lost 60 pounds at the end of 12 months, if you lost 30 pounds at the end of 12 months, even if you lost 10 pounds at the end of 12 months, we were in the right direction. And that's what's most important. It's not necessarily what you weigh today and tomorrow yesterday two days from now it's what do you weigh at the end of two weeks what do you weigh at the end of the month what's what do you your weight loss look like at the end of three months is it down and if it's down you're doing some things right if it's not where you want to be we got to make more changes at the end of the day gents this stuff is really simple you just have to follow it you got to be consistent okay and a lot of people you know just to add to this you know what i'm gonna make this my next podcast actually now i'm gonna write this down um i'll mention it right now but then i'll i'll uh break it down more in the next podcast here which i'll record right now a lot of people think i have a lot of willpower right they're like sam but you have so much willpower so like you can't compare yourself to us or we can't compare ourselves to you and i i do have a lot of discipline i have a crazy amount of discipline but it's not necessarily built in me okay i have built on that discipline But when it comes to willpower, guys, I think we all, okay, have the same level of willpower. What I think is different about people is the environment they have placed themselves in. So I myself know I will have lower willpower in certain environments. So I purposely don't enter those environments anymore because I know what the outcome will be, right? So for example, someone is trying to lose weight. A bad if your favorite food is bar food, you like burgers and chicken fingers and wings and beer. Um, the worst environment for you to step foot in is a fucking bar, right? That's just common sense. If you know that your favorite pastries uh, or cookie is Oreos, and your wife is constantly putting a giant pack of double stuffed Oreos in your cabinet at home. Now that in home environment is not conducive to your weight loss goals. So the simple solution is to change the environment. If you change the environment to where your willpower doesn't have to be tested 24-7, then willpower is now taken out of the equation. And what is in the equation is just doing what needs to be done in a consistent manner to get the results. So I don't think willpower is necessarily what people think it is. I think it is a manifestation of of the resistance to an environment around you. And if you can change that environment, then you, have, then you don't have to raise the willpower. The willpower naturally goes down because it doesn't have to be brought about 24-7. Uh, with all that being said, gents, please take some of this information and use it, okay? I want you guys to be leaner. I want you guys to be physically fit and healthy, not just for yourselves, but for the people around you, for society, for the world, um, for the future. Where we are headed is not a good future, Okay, Where we are headed is a world where, or at least a country in America, where every single person uh, can't even support themselves physically and they're just loaded up on medications and we won't be able to, we'll have to rely on on big corporations and and pharma companies and uh, government to, to live our lives for us because we're going to be too fat and out of shape to do it and I think that's just such a nightmare. So please, take the power back into your own hands, use this information and uh and keep me keep me involved. You know, send me an email, strongjanscoaching at gmail.com. Let me know what you're you're currently doing. Let me know what results you're getting. And if you need any help, send me an email, strongjanscoaching at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Don't forget, guys, if you haven't already, to smash that five-star review button. Uh, and then share this episode with two friends. Don't forget the two mottos here. Train your life to change your life because I truly believe that you can train small aspects of your life every single day to see a grand positive result in the future. And lastly, get strong and stay strong, gents. Until next time, peace.